0: Good morning, Mount Hope. Let me start this morning by asking you a question. How many pieces of technology do you think you interacted with already today? Maybe you haven't left your house yet, so the list is short, or maybe you did, and the list is a little bit longer as you drove someplace in your car. We interact with so many pieces of technology that we often don't even notice them. Some of them we may be interacting with even before we wake up in the morning. There's one piece of technology that I'm guessing all of us interacted with this morning, and if you're over someone else's house or you have someone over your house, I really hope you did, but you may not think of it as a piece of technology, and that's this, a mirror, We don't always think of a mirror as technology, but if you think about all the course of history and how long it was before people had a real good functioning mirror, you see the technology that it is. For many years, it's centuries, people had a polished piece of metal that they would hope to be able to get an accurate reflection in. But today, you and I get up in the morning and maybe take it for granted that we can look at a mirror and have an accurate reflection of what we look like. The question is, what do you do next? What do you do after you have that reflection? Uh, The truth about a mirror is, it's not just there for information. Uh, The mirror is there so that when you have the information, then it will result in transformation, or beautification, or at least maybe hygienification. I think I might have made that word up, but you know what I mean, that we will see something in the mirror and then act on it. In fact, uh, in the Bible, in the book of James, uh, James uses the mirror as an example of how followers of Jesus are supposed to not just be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. And he uses this image of a mirror to say, "You just like you look in a mirror and change the way you look. Those that follow Jesus, Christians, are supposed to look into the Word of God and change the way that they look and the way that they live. We're starting a new series here at Mount Hope that we're starting today on December 31st. It's going to carry us through January, and it's about taking a good look at ourselves, looking in the mirror and to do that, the verse that's going to kind of govern the series is from James chapter one, and it's verses 23 to 25. I don't want to read that for you now. Here's what, here's what the Bible says, James chapter one, verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. It's important for us to take a real look at our lives, those of us especially that call ourselves followers of Jesus. How are we doing in living our life for God? Every January as we start a new year, We like to take some time to look at some of the basics of our faith, some of the fundamentals. You can call them spiritual disciplines. Essentially, we want to look at our life and say, are there places in our life that going into the next year, we want to adjust. We want to get an accurate look at and adjust what we're doing and adjust how we're living to live more in line with who Jesus has called us to be. A couple months ago, we took a church health assessment together. And that was really, really, among other things, just a look in the mirror. It was to take Mount Hope and to say, how are we doing? How do we look? Look at different aspects of us, whether it's our worship, our stewardship, our prayer life, our outward focus, and just say, how are we doing as a church? Are we healthy or not healthy? And the great news is that what came back on that assessment is Mount Hope is a really healthy church. And we want to build on those places of strength. And we also want to look at those places we see in the mirror that say these could be stronger points and we could be more healthy in these areas and give some attention to those as well. So as we go through this series in January, we'll be sharing some of the assessment results with you that'll help guide us as the we look at these spiritual disciplines in places of health. And what I want to do this morning on this last day of 2023 is really before we start looking at ourselves and thinking about what we're going to change in 2024, I want to take some time to look back at 2023 with you. Take some time to reflect on our reflection and think about, what God has done and where God has been active in our lives in 2023. One of the questions that we had on the assessment was, how well does our church equip members to practice reflection? And the the mean score that came back on that was a little over three and a half. Uh, So somewhere between three and four, somewhere between uh, probably uh, well and really well. Uh, was the mean. But uh, 27% gave that a four, and 19% gave it a five, says Mount Hope does extremely well on helping us reflect on our lives. That's a little bit what we want to do this morning, because we believe reflection, thinking about uh, where God has been active, where God has been speaking, is an important aspect of our faith in following Jesus. To do that, I want you to get a couple things before we go any further in this message. Three things particularly. I'm going to give you 90 seconds to get these things. You're going to need your Bible. And when you get a Bible, whether it's opening it up on your phone or uh, getting a paper version, perhaps might be more helpful since you might be watching this on your phone. Get a Bible, and I want you to open up to Psalm 77. And then also a piece of paper and a pen. And some of you are in homes where you've got multiple people. Everybody's going to need their own paper and pen and some kind of surface to write on. And please, we're going to give you some time. We're going to give you 90 seconds to grab these things because you may need to go find some. You may need to get enough for everybody. But it's going to be important that everybody has a piece of paper, a pen, and hopefully a Bible in front of you. I'll be reading the scripture, but I think it will be helpful for you to have the text in front of you as well. So we're going to give you 90 seconds to go get those things together. All right, hopefully by now you've got that paper and pen and your Bible is open to Psalm 77. Psalm 77 is really a prayer and a psalm based around the idea of reflection or remembering. In fact, as I read through this and we read through it together, you're going to see that three times in here the psalmist uses the term remember and meditate. He uses them together. And it kind of breaks up or identifies three major sections of the psalm. Psalms, if you're not familiar with them, are songs or prayers. They're really um, almost like a journal or a cry of the heart of a, of a person that we have. They're very personal sometimes and sometimes individual and uh, often corporate as well. Uh, but this one particularly, we don't know who the writer is, but the writer uh, was talking about a time in their life when it was difficult. Uh, the writer was going through a very difficult time. It was hard. We don't know exactly what it is. And actually, I think that's helpful because you can apply it to whatever you might be going through in your life. Um, and they're going through a difficult time and trying to process it theologically. Maybe wrestling with the question, where is God? Or how do I relate to God in the midst of a time like this? And the solution or the um, things that the writer tries uh, are really surrounded around reflection and remembrance. Let me read it to you and, and show you what I'm talking about, and I'll stop along the way and point out some of the breaks. Here's how it starts. Psalm 77, verse 1. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints." Let's stop there for a second because that's the first break. It says, I remember God and I meditate. There's a reflection that's going on in that time. And this person is going through a time of trouble and they think, well, in my time of trouble, what I'm going to do is I'm going to think about God. And maybe you do that too. Or maybe you give that instruction to other people where you say, hey, you're going through a difficult time. You should spend some time thinking about God. But this particular Uh, writer, this particular person says, you know what? When I'm thinking about God, they have a reaction that might surprise you. It says, when I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. Essentially, the writer is saying, it's not helpful. I'm thinking about God. I'm trying to, to, to help myself in this time of trouble, but it actually is making it worse. And you might think, well, how, why would that be? Why would that be the case? I don't think it's too difficult to speculate why that would be because when the person in this psalmist, and maybe when you think about God in a time of trouble, one of the things you might think about is, where is God in this time of trouble? Because if you've got a faith and a trust in God and, and you believe God, you, you know how big God is. You know what God is able to do. And yet, it doesn't seem like he's doing it. And so, if there's a God and he's big and he's powerful, and yet he's not acting, or it doesn't seem like he's taking away my time of trouble, then maybe it doesn't result in comfort, but actually results like this psalmist in moaning and even almost fainting. But the psalmist goes on, so let's pick up at verse 4. It says, You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. You see the words again? Let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. There's those two words. Here's another big break. And it's another opportunity that the psalmist is saying, let me try something else. In addition to thinking about God, let me think about the good times I had with God. Let me think about the blessings that God gave me. Let me think about my song in the night. Even though I'm going through a dark time, let me think about my joyous songs that I've sung before. And maybe that will help. And so the psalmist says, I did a diligent search to think about and reflect on all those things. And then it goes on in verse seven to say, This is the conclusion. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. So what happened? He The psalmist reflected and said, I'm going to think about all those good times. I'm going to think about when I sung a song. And then when the psalmist thought about that, there was a mixed reaction. In one sense, there's a little bit of joy. to remember that there were joys in the past of time gone by? But then the question was, but why not now? And will it ever be again? So the psalmist asks questions like, will God never again be favorable? Is his steadfast love forever ceased? In other words, yeah, I think about all those joyous times, but then I'm afraid they might never occur again. And then, I'm, then I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm wondering why they're not happening now. And will it God ever relent of his anger? Will he ever show compassion again? So, this part had a mixed result. And then the psalmist goes on. Let's pick it up in verse 11. It says, I will remember, here's that word again, the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work, and verse 12 says, and meditate on your mighty deeds. And so the psalmist says, okay, I've thought about God. I've thought about the good times I've had with God. Now I'm going to move to just thinking about the works that God has done, the mighty things that God has done. And he's going to do this in two ways, two sections. The first is kind of the general. Let me think about the general things that God has done, the big things that that are true, like like that God did in my life that are big things that aren't particularly contained uh, within a specific event, but are who God is. And so verse 13 picks up this, Your way, God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. And so there's this general aspect of who God is. God is holy. God works wonders. God redeems his people. I want you to now, I'd like you to take that paper and pen, and we're going to pause there for a second before we finish out this psalm. And I want you to take that paper and pen, and I want you to think, take a few seconds. We'll give you a minute or so. And I want you to take the time to write down what are the big things, who God is. Maybe you're going through a time of trouble. Maybe you're not. Uh, Either way, it is helpful for us to reflect and think about what are the big things about God? The psalmist here says he's holy. He works wonders. He's redeemer. What else can you think about? About who God is that might also bring comfort and strength to you in your time. So we'll give you a little time. Take 60 seconds or so and write down some things. Who is God? These kind of big things about God. All right, hopefully that time gave you a chance to remember who God is. But the psalmist doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop with just the general characteristics of who God is. He goes on then in the next few verses to close out the psalm with a specific instance of how God acted on behalf of his people. So it picks up in verse 16, and it says, "'When the waters saw you, O God,' When the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightning lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea. Your path through the great waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. At the beginning of that, you might have wondered what the specific instance the psalmist was talking about, but if you're familiar with the the story of God's people, you realize by the end that the exodus and God delivering his people from Egypt through the Red Sea is being recalled in these verses Where the psalmist is saying, I remember, God. I remember not only the general things of who you are and what you've done. I remember the very specific time that you led your people and that you moved in a mighty way, that the waters were afraid of you, that the clouds obeyed you, that that nature and creation obeyed your commands and how you led your people like a flock. And this combination of thinking about what God did in the big picture, general things, but also in the very specific things is how the Psalm ends. And I guess we'll just have to speculate that this eventually may have brought comfort to the psalmist. And this may eventually, this be what, this would be what we're looking for that might help us in our lives. So I want to close out our time this morning with a little bit of an exercise. I want you to do this. I want you to take that paper and pen out again. And now that you've had some general characteristics of God, what I'd like to help you do is reflect on your specific places in your life where God has been active during this past year. On this, the last day of 2023, I think it's good and right And biblical, as we see in Psalm 77, to look back and reflect on the things that God has done, where God has been active in your life throughout this past year. So I want you to now think about some specifics, and sometimes that can be hard. We're in December, thinking all the way back to January might be difficult for you. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break the year up into four segments uh, several months, and I'll break the year up into four segments. I'm gonna give you some of the headlines of what was going on in the world at that time, what was going on in, uh, mostly our country at the time. And maybe some of that will jog your memory, will kinda, oh yeah, yeah, what was I doing? What was going on? Where was, what was happening in our lives? Maybe you experienced some transitions in this past year. Maybe job, maybe school, maybe graduations, maybe relational transitions. Uh, and thinking of them uh, at this point in the year. Some might come to mind, but maybe others need a little bit of a prompting. So I'm going to give you some of the headlines that have gone on that time of the year. Then I'm going to give you some of the things that went on at Mount Hope. And then some time for you to reflect and write down what was going on in your life. So the first segment is January to March. January to March of 2023, a couple of big headlines. Maybe you remember February 4th, the U.S. shoots down a Chinese spy balloon. Uh, there was a lot of talk in the news about that, about when and where to 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 what to do about it. That happened in February. In March 30th, 2023, the big headline was Donald Trump becomes the first former president indicted for a crime, and that was the major headline of that period as well. Some notable deaths that took place. uh, Walter Cunningham died at 90, who was the last surviving astronaut from the first successful crewed space mission, Apollo mission. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley died at the age of 54, the only child of Elvis Presley. In sports in January, you might remember Damar Hamlin, was revived on the field. And we only found out later after the game was stopped and uh, canceled that night that uh, his very life was in jeopardy and saved that night. Uh, also, February 12th during this segment, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl in Arizona. Uh, in some of the other things that were going on, uh, entertainment, movies, uh, the U.S. Senators got together for the very important job of grilling Ticketmaster of how Taylor Swift broke the internet and crashed their selling of tickets. Prince Harry's spare book sold more than 3.2 million copies. And everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once swept the Oscars. At Mount Hope, we announced some big structure changes. We announced some campus leaders, some location leaders of Pastor Marvin and Andrew leading our locations. We had two baptisms in Belmont. We added Pastor Avon to our staff during this time, and we were in a sermon series on Jacob called The Unstoppable Blessing. What was going on in your life during this time? It's January. Did you set some goals? Did you have some significant events that went on? What was going on in your life during this time period? I want you to take, we're going to give you 90 seconds. And I want you to take some time to think about, write down what was happening in your life, January to March of 2023. Maybe you can say some times where you know God was active. Or maybe you're just going to kind of journal and diary and say, here's here's what was happening in our lives. And you're going to ask God, where were you active during that time? Take some time to do that now. Did you think of some specific things that happened in your life during that time? It can be hard to think about that, but let's try it again for another segment. Let's go April to June of 2023. Here's what was going on in the world around us. Uh, May 5th, COVID-19 was actually finally declared no longer a health emergency by the World Health Organization. On June 18th of 2023, the Titan submersible went missing. Uh, The story was that it likely imploded near the Titanic. Deaths that occurred during this time period, Pastor Charles Stanley died at the age of 90, prominent televangelist and former leader of the Southern Baptist Convention. Pastor Tim Keller died at 72 on May 19th. And Tina Turner died at 83, the uh, singer and stage performer, on May 24th. In sports, uh, Kim McCulkey's LSU women's team won its first national championship ever. In fact, LSU's first basketball national championship ever when they beat Iowa on April 2nd. In June, Manchester City finally won the Champions League after many years of trying. And then also the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship, and Las Vegas won the Stanley Cup. In Hollywood, the writers went on strike in May. And what was going on at Mount Hope? During this time period, the Belmont basement room renovation was finished. And we thank God for that. And we've been able to use that space in a great way. We were in the Story of Scripture series at Mount Hope. We had an egg hunt at both locations where we welcomed guests in uh, during that time on Palm Sunday. Uh, We did a women's night out from the women's ministry, and we had a kids' adventure family night, April to June. What was going on in your life? Did somebody graduate? Did you finish up something? What was happening in your life during this time? Take some time. We're going to give you 60 seconds this time and write down some things that were going on in your life during this time. Where was God at work? What was God doing? What was happening? What were the difficult, what were the trouble spots? What were you struggling with? What were you rejoicing about? Take 60 seconds and write those down. All right, our third segment is July and August, summertime. What was going on in the world? The interest rates jumped to the highest levels in 22 years as the Fed tries to control inflation. Some of you are going to put down that you were trying to buy a house, and those interest rates did not help. Uh, What was going on during that time? In August, there were wildfires in Hawaii that wiped out a town, and 99 people were killed. Some of the notable deaths in in this time period, Tony Bennett, singer and entertainer, died at 96. Paul Rubens, maybe you know him as Pee Wee Herman, died at 70, actor and entertainer. And Bob Barker, uh, host of The Price is Right, longtime TV personality, died at 99 on August 26th. Spain wins the Women's World Cup during this time period. And we had in movies and entertainment, you had the big news was Barbenheimer. The Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie premiered. Uh, One uh, used the detonation of an actual atomic bomb in its filming. And the other became the top grossing film of the year. I'll let you figure out which is which. During this time period also, Elon Musk changed Twitter to X. X. And Taylor Swift passes Barbara Streisand for most number one albums of a woman. At Mount Hope we had first John series. We were in loving one another and learning what that meant and how to carry us through the storms of life. We had Ting Lo come on staff during this time and added him to our team with Ignite and other responsibilities. Uh we had during this time our formerly we had the Church Therapy Associates and that relationship ended during this time at Mount Hope, uh because they closed up. We would have loved to continue at Church Therapy Associates. We had a family movie night and a Burlington worship night during the summertime. What was going on in your life? Did you take a vacation? Did you take a trip? Take a day trip? Something difficult, something hard? Take sixty seconds. July and August, 2023, what was going on? last segment finally september to december of 2023 a little bit closer maybe a little bit easier for you to remember but let me give you some of the headlines as well october 7th of course hamas launches a terror attack on israel and israel responds with uh, bombing subsequently additionally hamas took 248 people hostage including some americans on October 25th of that year, uh, of this past year a gunman kills 19 in Lewiston, Maine, in a shooting spree um, that went on. Notable deaths during this time period, Rosalind Carter died in 96. Sandra Day O'Connor, first former uh, US Supreme Court Justice, first woman to serve as a Supreme Court Justice, died at age 93. And uh, actor from uh, the Friends series, Matthew Perry, died at 54. In sports, uh, MLB player Shohei Otani signed a $700 million deal to play baseball for the L.A. Dodgers. Tim Wakefield, former knuckleballing pitcher for the Red Sox, world champion, died at 57. And the Texas Rangers won the World Series. The end of this year, in movie and entertainment, Martin Scorsese, director, turned 80 and directed Killers of the Flower Moon, detailing the story of the Osage tribe and the murders uh, that took place for the oil rights in that uh, part of our country. And finally, movies and entertainment, Taylor Swift, named Times Person of the Year and Sales Top for the first time for an entertainer, won billion dollars for a concert tour in a year at mount hope we had our rest and our work series global outreach we had selwyn bodley and greg detwauer come and share with us Uh, micah james d'agostino was born to melissa and mike d'agostino and our staff we had the well had a fall retreat we had packing parties for Samaritan's Purse, Thanksgiving Eve service, Belmont worship night and dinner. We did an evangelism training and outreach, how to do devotions par- workshop with our parents, the casket empty classes in Burlington and Belmont. We Started some midweek kids activities once again, and we had our Work Matters Zoom call. What was going on in your life, September to December, 2023? Take some time. We'll give you 60 seconds to write some things down. All right. Well, now that we've had some time to chronicle the year, what I'd like to do is I'd like you to go back and look at what you wrote down. And let's ask the question, where was God at work in the midst of these? So maybe you had some different categories of events, high points, low points, maybe uncertain points. You're not sure how to process them. Remember, if you were with us in our uh, series not too long ago, we talked about Joseph and how Joseph had some high points in his life and some things we see as low points in his life. But what we saw was that God was at work in all of those points. And so go through your list that you chronicled and anything that you look at and you say, you know what? That was a real high point. That was a real joyful point. I want you to circle that. I want you to circle that. Circle those things that were you would say, you know what, that was a joy. I enjoyed that. I can see that was a real high point of my year. And then I want you to go through your list and then look at the places. Maybe there were times of trouble, difficulty, loss. They might be considered low points in your year. Put a box around those. Put a box around those and mark those because those are points that God is also at work but it feels different than those high points. And then maybe if you go through your list, you say, you know what? I'm uncertain. This one was kind of neutral. This one, I'm not I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. Maybe you had prayers you had prayed that have yet to be answered. Maybe you had something happen that you're still not sure how it's going to turn out. Why don't you put parentheses around those? Put parentheses around those. And what I want you to see and what I want us to understand is to ask this question, where was God? How has God been at work in this past year? You know, in the, in the psalm that we read, Psalm 77, verse 19, near the end of it, it says these words, your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. Your footprints were unseen seen. And I think when we look back on our year and you look back on your 2023, maybe this is what you find as well, that it's hard to see God's footprints, and yet when you step away, you understand that at some point you'll get the perspective that God was clearly at work in your life. His footprints may be unseen. His mark may not be as clear in the moment. But just like Joseph's life at those high points and the low points, at all points, God is at work. One of the places for Wendy and I and our family this past year that was a real high point is we got to go on vacation together with our family. And we had the real opportunity and privilege to go over to Italy, something we'd never done with our kids before, take a big trip like that. And we got to tour some of the cities there. And when we did that, of course, we went to all the tourist places. We went to many of the churches and cathedrals. And one of the things that continued to be such an awe-inspiring thing for me was the process of building these churches and cathedrals. I mean, they were huge and enormous and impressive. But then when you realize that they built them without modern equipment, without all the things that, that we might have, and you look at the, 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 Vatican and you look at the Duomo in, in Florence or you look at St. Marks in Venice and you go how did they ha- this happen? And then when you hear a little bit of the story what you realize is it started with someone having a dream and a vision and construction and they would start construction but construction wouldn't finish sometimes for hundreds of years. In fact, if you look at St. Mark's in Venice, they, they would build the building, but the entire inside of the building is covered in mosaics. And all the tiles form these beautiful pictures and tell all these incredible Bible stories and the, and the, and the pictures of the inside of the, the domes tell the progression of salvation history of God right up until the second coming of Jesus. But what's fascinating to me about that is how many years it took for them to do this. That the person that came up with the original vision, the team that came up with the original vision for the Mosaics was not alive to see it finished. And yet I I can go there now and I can look and I say, wow, what an awesome work and what a message that it tells. And your life and my life is a little bit like that. When we step away from one year, maybe we can't see entirely the whole picture but we see some pieces. And it's important to take some time to look back and to remember and meditate and reflect on what God has done. And eventually, maybe it'll be years down the road, maybe it'll be someone after your lifetime, but they'll see a picture of how God was at work in the high points, in the low points, in the uncertain points, that you continue to trust God even in the places where his footprints are unseen, as the psalmist says, that God is always at work. Let me close with some verses from the prophet Habakkuk, who maybe was at an uncertain point as he reflected on what God was doing. And in Habakkuk three seventeen to nineteen, he says these words, closing out his. that we can trust that God is at work. So I don't know what 2024 has in store for you, Mount Hope, but what I do know is that whatever was happening in 2023, that God was with you, that God is writing a story, and that God is telling a beautiful story through your life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the many places that you have been at work in Mount Hope as a church, but in all of us individually at Mount Hope. Preserving us, protecting us, guiding us, leading us, blessing us, giving us wisdom and insight and knowledge, maybe not for what is years or even months down the road, but Lord, for what we need for the next step. And Lord, I thank you that you have always been with us. And Lord, I ask that you would continue even beyond this time together in this service this morning to help us to see the many places where you have been at work in our lives and in our church. In Jesus' name, amen.